Welcome to the Choose You Netcast. This is Jim Langlois with the word from Joshua 24, 15. Choose you this day whom you will serve, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's my prayer that this netcast will encourage and cheer you on as we join forces to draw the line in the sand, defending our faith and our households in the resurrection power of Jesus. Join me each weekday as we dig deeply into God's amazing word and bring up the rich treasures of his blessings. Are you ready? Choose you this day. Whom you will serve. But that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. I said, choose you this day, whom you will serve. But that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. Good morning, Networld, and thank you for tuning in. We are continuing in our series titled, the Family Bible Revolution, and end-time message for his generational blessing. And we've been talking about God's got a better way, or simply GGBW, comparing the Ten Commandments with the two commandments that Jesus summed them up into. And we're talking about their relevancy for today. Are they relevant? Are they helpful? Do they even matter? Well, of course, as you know, we found out, yes, they do matter. They matter a lot. But as we were discussing yesterday, Salvation does not come from obeying the Ten Commandments. Salvation only comes through receiving Christ as our Savior. Once you have Jesus in your heart, then you'll have the power within to live a victorious life. Because we are saved by grace, through faith, that works by love. And Jesus Christ summed up all the Ten Commandments into two commandments, to love God with all our spirit, soul, mind, and strength. And I like what he says in Luke 9, 23, Then he said to them all, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. You see, God's not mad at us. He loves us. God's not pointing a finger at us. He's reaching out a hand toward us. God doesn't see us as a waste of time. He sees us as the purpose of time. God does not see us as a dirty piece of coal. He sees us as a potential for a diamond. He doesn't see us as the problem. He sees us as an answer. God isn't concerned about our past. He's concerned about our future. Well, concerning things like murder and sexual immorality and lying, cheating, and stealing and all of those things we mentioned, I don't believe that anybody wants to abort a child. I don't believe that anybody wants to be pregnant outside of marriage. I don't believe that anybody really wants to lie or cheat and steal and that everybody's looking for answers and help. Well, I believe God's got a better way. Let's seek him for the help. GGBW, like Paul said in Romans 5.8, but God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And concerning Jesus, in John 10.10, it says, I have come that they might have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Remember, why are we teaching on the Ten Commandments? Because in Exodus twenty four twelve, the Lord said to Moses, Come up to me on the mountain and be there, and I will give you tablets of stone and the law and the commandments which I have written that you may teach them. Yes, we're redeemed from the curse of the law, but thank God we're not redeemed from the blessing of the law. You see, the Ten Commandments are wisdom from the mountain. The two commandments are what all the law and the prophets depend on. Let's embrace the commandments. Why? 
for life because God's got a better way. Now, don't forget, you can get the Freedom Pack for teaching teenagers and youth about sexual immorality and how to live abstinent until married. You can go to my website at tmhnow.org. That's TMH, which stands for the Master's House, now.org. Then put a forward slash God's Got a Better Way, G-O-D-S-G-O-T-A-B-E-T-T-E-R-W-A-Y. And at that page, you'll see the document can be printed out. But also, there's a complete PowerPoint series that you can see with the God's Got a Better Way program. If you're interested in having a God's Got a Better Way seminar at your church to help youth and adults and parents all meet together, give me a call or write me at pastorjim at tmhnow.org. And I can tell you how we can come and do a great seminar to help all your youth and young adults and parents alike. This has been a long series, this Family Bible Revelation series, a series that's talking about an end-time message for God's generational blessing. I'm going to sum it up in my last chapter. Actually, this is a book that I'm writing. It's called The Family Bible Revolution. And I have a last chapter that's called The Eight Great Fathers of the Faith. And so I'll finish up with this. Just figure an oil lamp lit on a lampstand inside your house, giving light to all are in the home. And we have been teaching on how do fathers and mothers fulfill their biblical role at home. And we have the six easy steps. One, open the Bible. Two, read it to your family. Three, discuss it for how it should change your thinking and living. Four, pray for one another, the saints and the lost. Five, do it at the beginning and end of the day. Six, now you're trained, go do it. Six easy steps. None of them are hard. It's just a matter of getting up and doing them. Because Deuteronomy eleven eighteen through 19 says, Therefore you shall lay up these words of mine in your heart and in your soul and bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. And you shall teach them to your children, speaking of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way, when you lie down and when you rise up. I love how it says it in Matthew 5, verses 14 through 15. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. And now I want to talk about eight great fathers of the faith. They are Abraham, Moses, Asaph, Isaiah, Malachi, John the Baptist, Jesus, and Peter. In Genesis 18, 18 through 19, it's when God spoke to Abraham, and it says, since Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. For I have known him in order that he may command his children and his household after him, that they keep the way of the Lord, to do righteousness and justice, that the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has spoken to him. You see, this is a word to Abraham before the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. God knew that Abraham would obey God knew that Abraham would become the father of many nations. He knew that he would be the best evangelist that's ever existed in the world because he would open the word of God and light that light in his home and bring the word of God to all who were in the household, including his children. It's how he won you and me, the reason we're here today, because of what Abraham did in his house. And then Moses wrote it in the law in Deuteronomy eleven eighteen through 21. Therefore, you shall lay up these words of mine in your heart and in your soul and bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall teach them to your children, speaking of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down and when you rise up. 
and you shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates, that your days and the days of your children may be multiplied in the land of which the Lord swore to your fathers to give them, like the days of the heavens above the earth. You see, it was given by promise to Abraham and given by law to Moses. And even Asaph mentions it in the book of Psalms, chapter 78, verses 5 through 7, for he established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers that they should make them known to their children, that the generation to come might know them, the children who would be born, that they may arise and declare them to their children, that they may set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments. And then Isaiah had a very interesting prophecy in Isaiah 40, verse 3. It says, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Well, the very last book and the very last chapter of the Bible, a word spoken to Malachi says, Behold, I'll send you, Elijah the prophet, before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord, and he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to their fathers lest I come and strike the earth with a curse. This is a very powerful word. It's prophesying a great end-time revival, or last day's great awakening. And one of the greatest manifestations of this last day's revival will be the hearts of fathers being returned to their children and the hearts of the children returning to their fathers. It mentions that more than big crusades, people getting saved, and miracles. It's an interesting manifestation. Well, we started with Abraham before the law. We went to Moses during the law, Asaph, who wrote about the law, Isaiah, who prophesied a coming day, Malachi, who talked about the same coming day that Isaiah spoke about, and then we have John the Baptist, the day when it came. Luke chapter 1, verses 13 through 17 says, But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayer is heard, and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you shall call his name John. And you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. He will also be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from his mother's womb. And he will turn, are you ready? He will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. And here's the powerful verse. Verse 17, he will also go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Wow. All the way from Abraham. Now it's all the way up to John the Baptist. This prophetic word of the blessing of Abraham being transferred. Jesus said this in Luke seven twenty six through 27. But what did you go out to see? Speaking of John the Baptist, a prophet? Yes, I say to you, and more than a prophet. This is he of whom it is written. Behold, I send my messenger before your face who will prepare your way before you. Wow, that's a prophetic word, and that's Jesus saying to us that, yes, John the Baptist is the one that came in the spirit of Elijah. And then finally, Peter says in Acts chapter 3, verses 25 through 26, You are the sons of the prophets and of the covenant which God made with our fathers, saying to Abraham, And in your seed all the families of the earth shall be blessed. To you first, God, having raised up his servant, Jesus, sent him to bless you in turning away every one of you from your iniquities. Wow. So we see a prophetic word all the way from Abraham and being preached about through Peter. Let's review all eight again. Abraham was commanded by God to teach his children and his household the ways of the Lord, and all nations of the earth would be blessed. 
Moses recorded the law in Deuteronomy about teaching them to your children when you sit in your house, evening and in morning. And Asaph wrote about them in the book of Psalms. He said to make them known to your children that they may have hope in God. Isaiah prophesied there's one coming, one in the wilderness, that will be preaching a message called prepare the way of the Lord. Malachi confirmed it. It said that he will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and the hearts of the children to their father. And John the Baptist, he was the one in the spirit of Elijah. He will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children, the hearts of the children to the fathers and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to prepare them for the Lord. And Jesus confirmed it, declaring John was the one. He was teaching, prepare ye the way of the Lord. And Peter preached, it would be in Abraham's seed that all the families of the earth shall be blessed. When did it begin? In Abraham's home, when he obeyed God, and he commanded his children and his whole household in the ways of the Lord to prepare them for the day of the Lord. Wow, this is an amazing word. It's an end-time message. It's an end-time message for his generational blessing. Oh my, I've gone way too long. See you tomorrow. Be blessed. You have been listening to the Choose You Netcast with Jim Langlois. If you have enjoyed this program, you can find out more about Jim Langlois Ministries on the Master's House website at tmhnow.org. That's tmhnow.org. On the media tab, you can listen to many more messages, subscribe to my daily devotional emails, and follow the link to my blog site. If you'd like to write me or become a financial partner with this ministry, my address is the Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. That's the Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. Online donations can also be made at tmhnow.org, and my email address is pastorjim at tmhnow.org. This is Jim Langlois saying be blessed, you and your whole household. Until next time. Choose you this day, but that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house.